Welcome back to these. Go to 11. Once again, I'm Nathan Bell. Greg Dutch, you're sitting across from me. Greg, what's going on, man? It's hot, man. Yeah, 109 hot. today, dude. Yeah, I mean, it was, I think the actual heat was like 90, what, 8 or something? Yeah. And then the heat index. Is, and we were just talking, of course, yeah. before we went on air tonight. That comedian I heard that said, yeah, whatever the temperature feels like, that's the temperature. Yeah. <laughs> so when it feels like 109, you could it's tell. It's 109. 109. Yeah. Um, I really suffered it, Nathan. I've been inside the church air-conditioned building all day. Oh, you um, poor, poor person. Was, was your day different? Uh, slightly, yeah. So I uh, I almost uh, got myself out of, out of having to be out in the heat. I started off, I was working inside in the AC, and then uh, we're ha- the, the house we're working on is having some floors redone mm. on it. Oh, gotcha. So the guys had to open up the windows uh. in order to uh, you know keep the dust from settling all over the place, yeah. which wasn't horrible then because there was a nice – Kind of breeze coming through, uh-huh. and they had fans on, so it was really pulling the air through. Yeah. So I left that job, then get a phone call. Um, I need your help unloading this trailer here oh. at the shop. Oh. So for two hours, I was out in the sun unloading a trailer. Wow. Heavy equipment. It sucked. Man, dude, you probably didn't sweat at all. Probably uh, no, 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 no sweat. I yeah. walked in dripping wet, and my boss just laughed at me. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That that was that was his sympathy toward me. Yes, yes. Was he sitting in comfortable air <laughs> oh, yeah. conditioning? Yeah. That's, oh yeah, he was. Yep, that's what, right. He's the boss, so uh, that's how it is, dude. I, I got to tell, I haven't thrown a sports thing out there for a while. Quick thing, no, dude. You're you're not big major league baseball fan, but I can tell you, O's are ahead. Yes, and number one, I can tell you the other night uh, they didn't play yesterday. I am up uh, with my father and my two boys. Yep. Uh, had a really nice time up at uh, Iron Bird Stadium. Okay, which yeah, is, yeah, you yeah. Know, our Cal Ripkins, it's single A ball, yep. minor league ball. Uh, terror, that team stinks, dude. They lost eight to nothing. But uh, I was watching with several fans on my at bat app, Major League Baseball app. Orioles are losing in San Francisco seven to one, and I am ticked. I'm like, this is the most lackluster, lame performance. Um, Dude, and this is like going into the eighth inning. We're down, and dude, we won that game eight to seven. <laughs> Jonathan Scope, baby, Johnny Baseball jacks a three-run bomb, two outs. I think it was two strikes in the top of the ninth. Nice, two guys nice. on. You're thinking, man, if he could just get a base hit to keep it alive, he jacked this thing uh, out in San Francisco. We beat the Giants eight to seven. So uh, now, you know, the night this current podcast airs, the Orioles play Boston. Yep. So who knows what will happen, but I'm riding high on that right now. Nice. It's pretty sweet. Very cool. So you got your sports uh, yeah. sports. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, man. Good. I haven't done that in a while. <laughs> felt good. No worries, dude. Um, but other than sports announcements, we have a couple of sponsorship announcements. So I'm like going to let you take it away with Olive Tree and then uh, shoot it back to me, and I'll finish this off. Olive Tree, really as an experiment last week, Nathan. I've talked uh, a lot about that in the past. Great software Bible software, commentaries, books, maps, dictionaries, encyclopedias, anything that you want to go deep in your study of the word, um, to really, really build yourself a library that you get to keep. Um, Olive Tree is the way to go. Uh, They've been partnering with us now for a couple of months off and on, and uh, we're thrilled that we're on another run with them. Uh, Obviously, if you go to their website, Olive Tree, uh, I think it's olivetree.com. Forgive me, guys, but in this, hey, just Google it. And we'll put it in the show notes. And it'll be in the show notes. But Olive Tree, uh, put in Sustain, uh, get 20% off uh, all regularly priced products. And this is really cool. This past week, dude, my sermon, uh, 
Yeah. Uh, which, Nathan, you missed. I did. Because you were away. So don't worry. When we're done tonight, I'm going to give you the whole sermon. Uh, uh, yeah. I think Joy's expecting <laughs> me tonight. <laughs> Dude, I've already forgotten it. But um, I, just as sort of an exercise, I used all Olive Tree products last week in preparation for that sermon. Oh, nice. And I don't normally do that. I use some of it, but I said, sure. I'm going to use the whole thing. Uh, you know, and uh, I, it was just great. So I know um, those of you out there that are looking for something as simple as an ebook to read um, or the Bible with all the translations right at your fingertips, the split column view so you can bring up the text on one side, yep. commentary on the other, maps, tremendous tools. Check it out, and uh, you won't be disappointed. Dope. Um, also, just want to uh, announce real quick that the contest uh, we had Elise Fitzpatrick on last week, um, and uh, we're running the contest, we said, for two weeks. So next week, the 23rd, is when we'll announce the winners of the contest for Elise Fitzpatrick. Yep. Remember, if you go ahead and just tweet out uh, the podcast, and you'll see that coming up uh, again this week. We'll probably put it out there another couple times that we did that one. Yep. Um, so just retweet that out there, and you'll have your uh, uh, choice of one of three books, um, Home, uh, How Heaven and the New Earth Satisfy Our Deepest Longings, and that was the latest one that she mm-hmm. had written. Just came out. Um, also, uh, you'd have your choice of good news for weary women or give them grace. Yeah. Um, so yeah, give them grace. The parenting one she wrote with her daughter, yep. great insights, practical, uh, biblical, solid insights. And then obviously the weary women one, which was mainly our whole topic last yes. week. Joy did a great job by the way. Yeah, she, she did. She rocked that thing. Uh, and Elise is always so great. Dude, I can tell you, I've uh, read the first two chapters of Home. Yeah. Because remember, I ordered it yes, while we were while talking we were, to her. While we were on the podcast, yeah. Uh, it's fantastic, man. Nice. So good. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Keep tweeting. I think we've had 10 or 12 folks tweeted out so far, at yep. least. And, um, you know, just do that. Just uh, include our handle in it yep. at podcast TGT11. Yep. Uh, so that'll be the way we track it uh, to know that you're putting it out there. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and then also uh, the second contest we have going on is for the Honey Go Wine and Spirit Beer Fest. Don't forget um, that one you can do via Facebook or Twitter. Mm-hmm. So if you uh, like any of the stuff that we put out on Facebook and then just reshare it on your Facebook account or um, if you put it out there on Twitter and retweet it out there, uh, you're going to be automatically entered to win uh, a free ticket uh, su- uh, Sunday, September 24th. 12 to 4 is the Beer Fest. Um, so we're looking to see you guys there. And don't forget on uh, Pop Culture Ninja, if you also su- subscribe to us over there, you're able to enter the contest twice. So. Real quick question on the Beer Fest, dude. Um, yeah. Is Brewers Art represented usually at that? Uh, or you're not sure? They typically are. They're one of the ones that I that I, I know in the past when I've done it. I try to get them up there because they're local and people love local yeah. stuff. Um, I'm not sure if they are this year. Okay. I actually have a list of everyone who's going to be there, so I'll throw that out on Facebook Sweet. sometime this week. Because just to say for our listening audience outside of the Maryland area, I don't know how uh, wide the swath is for Brewers Art. But, dude, their resurrection ale, as you know. I oh, it's top notch. Love, it. yeah, it's top notch. If you look at um, any of the typical uh, beer uh, listings yeah. uh, for you know 
breweries to go and visit when you're in certain states. Um, two of them, in my opinion, get completely underrated in, in two of the states. One of them is in Boston, and that's the Sam Adams Brewery. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There are tons of good, a ton of good craft breweries in the Massachusetts area, but but Sam Adams has just such a great history with it. Dude, um, so good. And it's right there in the Boston area, yeah. so you're right there on the front, and it, it, just such a great place to go and visit. And then Brewers Art here in Maryland, yeah. I feel gets cheated a yeah. lot as well. I do too. I do too. I mean, it's so good. Um, yeah, I enjoyed one with my father uh, at the Ironbirds game. Yep, uh, and it was absolutely delicious. Hit the spot, man. Oh, so good. Yep, it's great. Um, so, without further ado, we want to introduce our guest. I'm sure people at this point think, you know, it's just going to be you and I tonight. Ah, we were just teasing That's you. right. Psych! Um, <laughs> we have a famous person here with us today. We um, uh, Phil Colson is joining us. Um, Phil, how are you? Hey, guys. It's good to, uh, good to hear from you. You called in to us during our live show. Um, for those of you who could not hear the phone call, that was actually... <laughs> Phil calling into us. That was Agent Colson, uh, who more, was. Some, it was more like a not dead yet show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was eking out final breaths show. Um, yes, but I'll tell you, we had a blast. Dude, you calling in, man, that meant the world to us. Yeah. Because there was a while we thought, are we the only guys that can hear us? Yeah. The, the five guys crammed in this office. And then uh, it was like you brought hope from a distant land. You were on temporary assignment that night uh, in a particular mm-hmm. location. I'm not even going to say what it was because we don't want anybody to be able to – the enemies to be able to track your whereabouts. That's right. So we have uh, Phil Colson uh, with Calvinist Colson as your uh, your handle. Um, and so over there battling Wesley and Hydra. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't know Hydra had taken a denomination. <laughs> yes, man. I, I well, if you talk to some Calvinists, they have. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. Well, maybe more liberal Methodists or Episcopalians. There you go. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, so it's so great having you on here. And uh, one of the first things uh, we would love to talk to you about, just kind of diving right in. Um, actually, we want to get a brief bio. Um, as much as you are willing to disclose, because we understand that you are uh, on top secret mission. So uh, whatever you can divulge to our audience, we would appreciate. Well, I am a real person. I'm not just a comp- <laughs> not, I'm not. It's not just the movies. I'm a real person. Yes. I'm a real oh. boy. <laughs> uh, I am a family man. I am married to the reformed super mommy. And together yes. we have. We have three little super children, nice. uh, a set of twins, and then a five-year-old. Wow. Excellent. So we, we reside in a place, which is in a country, <laughs> and yes. we, attend a, we attend a church. We, we attend a confessionally reformed church in the United Reformed Churches. Um, so we're all members there. Um, my day job, I'm a, I'm a software um, support tech. Uh, so that's what I do during the day as a cover. Don't tell anyone. All right. Yes. Uh, so yeah, that's that's what I that's what I do day in day out. It's it's work and family, work and family. Very yes. cool. And or, it, ordinary ordinary life. Uh, tell us a little bit about because we're going to talk some Twitter and anonymous handles and that stuff, which is becoming an increasingly big topic. Everything from the you know election season um, to um, 
uh, theological circles, such as sort of the, mm-hmm. you know, uh, reformed evangelical <clears throat> waters that we all swim in. Uh, but tell us a little bit about your podcast life there, Agent Colson. Well, uh, I have one podcast that's going right now. We're a bit on, we're on a break right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, life kind of gets in the way. My yes. co-host Lex Lutheran, he just had a little baby boy. Oh, sweet, nice. So he is he is being a, a new dad again, uh, getting to know his son, and uh, we plan to we plan to come back. We've got a few ideas uh, in the in the uh, in the hopper for how we're going to come back. Um, and then I have an idea in the slow cooker. I haven't talked a ton about this yet, but uh, my idea is to do a church history podcast. Ooh, very cool. Um, do, you guys, do you guys listen to Hardcore History at all, Dan Carlin? I've listened to it from time to time, yeah. Um, kind of in that style. Cool. With a little bit of cereal mixed in. Yeah. Um, but do do something like that, because I love church history. Absolutely. Um, it, is, it is my favorite subject in academia. I, I mean, I've always loved history mm-hmm. um, as a whole. Um, but you know, I, I, do, do you guys remember when the Da Vinci code came out? Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, that created such a hullabaloo and, you know, I, and I, I remember listening to, um, James White do dividing lines on it mm-hmm. and, and maybe it's just the way my mind works, but I always imagined him in some dark smoky room <laughs> talking about, cause it was just so sensational. Yeah. 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 Um, and I'm thinking, you know, if it's if it's this easy, right? If it's so obvious, that, you know, so laughably obvious that this is just just a, a, a pile of malarkey, um, what's wrong? What's wrong with us? Yeah. yeah. That that we can't just look at this and laugh, and instead we, you know, we start shaking in our boots. Yeah. Yeah. And I took a when I was in college, I took a one semester church history class. It was a it was a real overview. Uh, it was like just uh, kind of looked at the high points of creeds and confessions and when those were written and, and were formulated. And I thought, wow, this is all you needed. This is all you need just to, just to refute that nonsense. Wow, wow, yeah, that is um, that's a neat insight, uh, Phil. I uh, remember a seminary class I had where one of my profs said, um, kind of an unconventional way, he says, "You know, why I love to study church history." is because it helps me relax because we sometimes get so uh, worried about the current controversy. Mm-hmm. You know, he said, not that we shouldn't be worried. He says, but when you right. study church history, he said, and you see the massive periods of challenge, dysfunction, yeah. uh, diseased uh, doctrines at times, you know, that were threatening the church. And somehow through all of that massive, I mean, intercontinental, yeah. Um, you know, history with things happening. God has preserved his people. His mm-hmm. word continues to go out. And I remember thinking it was just such a cool way to get an overview of church history that yeah. he says it should help you relax a little bit. You know, God really is yeah. in charge, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which is you, uh, easy to forget. You know, bad doctrine is kind of like a fruitcake you keep trying to re-gift. <laughs> it's the same crappy cake, guys. It's just a different box. Yeah. Oh, I love it, man. <laughs> what a great analogy. Dude, I wish we'd had you on for one of the Christmas episodes. <laughs> Dude, seriously, we could have dropped some se- – like like done a whole fruitcake episode. <laughs> the the fruitcake doctrine would have been one. <laughs> Sometimes people call Nathan a fruitcake. Well, you know. Oh, wait. No, I, did, you, did, you, did you not want me to say that, brother? I, I B- better than being, you know, a mixed nut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, you can tell, man. Hot summer August <laughs> podcast here. We are uh yeah. we are chilling. But that is a great, great, uh great picture. Love that, man. We'll be really curious to hear. And I love how you're saying the uh sort of Carlton hardcore style really does have that edge to it that um to me isn't just um uh sensational. It it adds good flavor uh, yeah. to helpful medicine. Such um, a fantastic storyteller. He is. He is. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I've, I haven't listened to that in a while, but you talking about it, um, uh, makes he, me, uh, makes me want to go back. He just finished up a series on, uh, the Persian empire. Yeah. And, uh, whopper of a, of a series. I'm about, um, two thirds through the last part. It's a monster episode. Wow. Uh, it's just so interesting. He does a, he does a, a, a political commentary. Uh, one that you guys might enjoy too, because he's he's kind of he's an independent guy. Yeah, he's very leans toward constitutional, but he's not affiliated with anything. Gotcha. Mm. And you know, I don't always agree with him on things. Like uh, even in his history show, he did a take on um, um, oh the Munster, the the issues that happened that that terrible thing with Munster, the 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 death of. Um, I can't remember the guy's name, but uh, a big issue that happened during the Reformation. And, uh, you know, I didn't always agree with his take, especially how he described Luther's views and whatnot. But, you know, just just a fantastic storyteller. Wow. So fun to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, that's all I that's needed great. was a prompt. I've been looking for stuff. I've been doing a little extra driving lately. and uh, Oh, yeah. Driving you know, podcasts. Uh, definitely. I mean, I would say, Phil, half of our listeners, it seems like that I t- listen to it on their drive. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. it's just, I mean, some people listen at home, but it's just such a, a great thing. Um, and so tell us, so you're on a little break from uh, Sinners League. Uh, and, and by the way, Lex Lutheran, amazing. Uh, I mean, are, oh, there, are, are there better names, Nathan? Calvinist Colson, <laughs> Lex Lutheran. Um, Incredible, man. Yeah. I yeah, love that's it. That's great. And um, what you need is, you know, to bring a little diversity is like a Wesleyan Wonder Woman to get in there at some point, man. And uh, since, you know, harken back to, to Wesley, that'll that'll really spice things up. That's right. But, I, um, I tried to think of an, a Wesleyan Aquaman joke, but it just... Yeah. <laughs> There's one in there. Maybe by the end of this podcast, something... Come on, Twitter. Don't let me down. That's right. Don't let me down, Twitter. Something will emerge. Yes. Hey, uh, see, so like that, guys. I, I can do it from time to time. Nathan, you need to. Um, there was a transition there. I think you mentioned Twitter. Twitter. I did mention Twitter. Yeah. See. Right. Anyway, look, dude. I'm, you can tell it's hot. Yeah, right? I know. My brain's going nuts. Normally, man, you would just pivot like there, like a pro. I know, but you're tired, dude. Tonight. I, I, I am. You want to do it yeah. again? <laughs> no, no, it's cut? better. We like that raw, unplugged right. authenticity. <laughs> yeah. Uh, People already know I'm an idiot, yeah. so <laughs> I don't Hardly want to dissuade dude. them. <laughs> Hardly, dude. No, no. I know one of the things we wanted to talk to you about was mm. Twitter handles. Uh-huh. Anonymous Twitter cuts. By the way, by the way, let me let me uh, lead into it like this, Nathan. I won't – I better be careful since we do have some church folks that listen. Well, I'll, I'll say this because this is not – a big deal. Hey, hand me that note, Nathan. Is yeah. it still there? Yeah. Actually, you read that in a second. Okay. Uh, but, uh, Phil, this week at our church, um, we've really been – actually, we talked about this on a recent podcast, Nathan, with Steve Hartland. Yes. We've been really moving towards setting a consistent level. We have three services. 
Um, the first service tends to be a little smaller. Uh, the median age goes up by a few ticks, yeah. you know, because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, some of the the um, folks are, are a little older, uh, mature, we would say. Um, our 8.30 service this week um, did not sit well with a few people. We had a full band there and a uh, you know, full complement there. And we are a, a pretty contemporary-style church, um, Phil. You know, we've got... I mean, this week we had drums, yep. bass guitar, electric guitar, the uh, about six people, the whole thing. Uh, our wonder kid, Josh Mitchell, who's been on here before, uh, who's helped us with this podcast, um, was trying to set the decibel level, I think, around 89, 88, 89, which is a little higher than it's been. Uh, first song, there were some, I don't get this, EQ issues mm-hmm. that Josh had to troubleshoot. Yep. Uh, and, yeah. you know, whenever you've got drums... You got a bass in there coming through the subwoofer. You, you've got some things to yeah. control. Uh, so he was troubleshooting a little bit, and we had a few people that expressed, I'll say, uh, dislike. Yes, their less than enthusiastic reception. Uh, and you know, we listened and we talked, and we're trying to explain what we're trying to do. We're trying to set a consistent level. But uh, Nathan, you have in front of you what somebody left at. We have a place for called the corner. In our church, which is where you have a little greeting team, and they've got the laptop to sign up people for events. Somebody left this note at the corner. Read that, Nathan. The music was way too loud, and Greg was too loud. Turn it down. <laughs> the music was way too loud, and Greg was too loud. Turn it down. Now, was was Greg is too loud? Was that in all caps? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, Greg's always like? too loud, I, though. I don't know what that's about. I was going to say, I mean, if, uh, unless it was their first Sunday. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 old news. Um, so, you know, kind of a lighthearted illustration to open up. Let me tell you about this. I, I'm at some point in my church's future, and probably all churches have to uh, address this. Um, notes like that, I, I really wish were not written anonymously. Yeah, because if somebody signed their name, this is Joe Schmo. I, th- by now, I would have emailed, perhaps called that person, or had the contact. Said, mm-hmm. "Hey, uh, you left a note. Thanks for um, sharing that with us, sharing that concern with us. Um, and uh, hey, you want to get together for a cup of coffee, meet at the church, talk by phone. I love talking about that stuff. That's what makes church life an adventure. Uh, we're we're listening, we're learning, etc. Uh, we never want to." not welcome people's opinions, even if they're contrary. But when the person doesn't sign their name, um, it it's maddening. You know, it's difficult. So, now, I think you know, Phil, Nathan and I have no problem with anonymous Twitter accounts. We, we might even have some association with some of them, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But I have heard some people argue anonymous Twitter accounts, anonymous social media presence... Um, is not good because it's a way to hide online. Uh, it's a way to perhaps snipe people, get opinions out there without accountability, uh, etc. So I'm leading you in with a little bit of a hard question here. Um, right. Fastball, right? Right, right. right. <laughs> we're just throwing it down the. But but I'm throwing it down the middle of the plate because we're telling you it's coming, giving you this time to think about it. But so what say you to that um, as somebody with such an account? Well, there certainly is merit to that concern, and that that is something that I think about quite frequently, actually. Um, uh, somebody on the, I think it was Calvinist Wonder Woman wrote an article 
for theology mix about <clears throat> being an anon on Twitter and remembering that the king knows who you are. You know, um, we might not ever know who the Reverend James King is. Right. Um, we, we might not ever know who I am, uh, Twitter wise, or, you know, the world might never. But uh, King Jesus knows. Yes. And King Jesus is watching. And it's kind of like Vegas. You know, what happens on Twitter is judged by God. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I love it. I want that on a t shirt. Mission aware of your listening. What happens in Vegas? Is judged by God. What happens will, at Twitter? I will take a modest cut. Yeah. <laughs> that was great, Phil. That was good. Go on, brother. Go on. <laughs> but, you know, I think about those things. And so when I do run into anonymous trolls, yes. um, I, I, I take them with, with a good salt shaker of salt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's like, okay, you, you're anonymous and you don't even have the integrity to to be honest yeah you know that's something i have found about being an anon is i feel much more free to talk and to express opinions and and to dialogue with people Mm -hmm. and coming from a stance of the king is watching um that keeps me in check from from being as you put a a sniper Mm. um there there was and have been um, certain parties from certain discernment blogs, of which I will not say their name, uh-huh. uh, who have come on as anons, yeah. even though they say they hate anons, right. and they've they've just been mean and nasty, and all of a sudden somebody puts it together and they and they, they say their name and gone, yeah. poof, yeah. yeah, yeah, and to to them, if you're listening, the king is watching. Yes, yes, well said. Yeah. Well said. I, um, yeah, I, I feel very, very similarly. I mean, I think, um, I mean, part of it, right. I mean, the simple thing we could say, a lot of this is fun. It's enjoyable. It's, there's an entertainment aspect, uh, you know, you know, to this. I mean, people playing characters is as old as, well, it's as old as time itself practically, but even the old Johnny Carson, now granted you knew it was him, but Mm -hmm. what was his Karnak? Karnak. Uh, yeah, he, he would do these great, we love, I mean, most sketch comedians, going back to like Flip Wilson and those guys, yep. have characters yeah. that they play. Yeah, and we know it's all a game, but there's a certain um, way that things can be expressed through the voice of a character. Yeah, caricature in some cases uh, that is effective and mean. So part of it is, I think, we can overly analyze it, um, and I think it, from what you just said, Phil, obviously. If somebody has an anon account and it gives them, at least in their minds, freedom to say whatever they want to whomever they want with no consequences, yeah. Um, because we've talked about this, Nathan, in the um, uh, in the past. Uh, you know, this is one of the the difficult things about um, uh, you know. Well, emails kind of out of oh, vogue sure. now. Uh, people don't use it as much as they used to. Uh, regardless of uh, Serial's attempt at uh, MailChimp yeah. uh, to get back, you know, <laughs> front and center. It's not quite as common as it was 10 years ago or so, but people obviously still use it. And I've always said um, people, uh, and I've found this in church life sometimes, even when they're not anonymous, there's something about the computer, there's something about 
being able to write an impassioned letter at one o'clock in the morning when you're angry about something yeah. or, or with somebody, which I, I can almost guarantee nine times out of ten, if you put those same two people, the the sender and the recipient, at a booth in a restaurant, at a Starbucks somewhere, the tone would be very different. Very different. Yeah. There is a certain anonymity even using electronic media to communicate things. Yeah. So I think yes, if you are uh if you have an anon account, um it, you're I love your phrase the king is watching. That's yeah. a great. I mean ultimately, I can say, well it's okay because uh, they don't know who I am. <laughs> um and I can say pastors, I talk about this a lot, uh Nathan. I don't know what it is. May I urge anybody listening, let me get a little bit preachy, which I don't normally try to do and put on my my pastor's head. If you are frustrated with a person or a leader in your church or ministry, please just tell them. Yeah. And don't do it. I mean, I, dude, I get emails occasionally from like anonymousemail.com. Yeah. I'm like, what is that? Yeah. I, I, I can't even respond to the person. Right. There is no means of doing that. So sorry there, Phil. Got a little preaching. Oh, no, that, that's okay. I mean, there's a time and a place for that too, right? You know, if if you want to say something to someone that does not require a response, right? That is more of a please. Just think about this. Yeah, there, there's a place for that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, obviously, I think some of these things uh, not advertise in what, not in what you see in church with that note. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, because there, I, I think there is a legitimate. Um, some of these things advertise like you're in a difficult spot. You might need to report something that's sure. very sensitive. Right. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That that's. Uh, imparting valuable information. Yeah. Uh, but I mean something, you're right, that should be yeah. a conversation in the body, brother to brother. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think what you find too is a lot of times, you know, when you get when you get those anonymous things coming up in, in those ways, a, a lot of times it's somebody who's willing to sit back and kind of stir the pot instead of dealing with an issue head on. Right. Um, you know, and, and I think it's I think it's a real shame, you know, that we that we see that in the church. I yeah. mean, obviously, we're going to see it in the church. The church is filled with broken people, and you know, people have issues, and and those vary in all shapes and sizes. Um, but I think I think to let the fear of you know what that person might say or how that person responds stop you from responding how Christ would want you to respond um, is is completely ridiculous you know because that person typically in the church is trying to you know they're they're trying to make some sort of biblical correction you would hope yeah uh but but they want to do that in an anonymous way when the bible says you need to go to your brother and and approach them head on yeah face to face right yeah i mean it's almost like i've read that somewhere Uh, it's crazy isn't it Yeah, yeah. I think and, it's in an old book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, somewhere. Yeah, Phil, uh, uh, tell us about that because you, you've got a great online presence. Uh, I see your, your stuff out there in my feeds all the time. Um, and I love what appears to me to be an extremely cordial nature. Um, yeah, I've seen you uh, address some pretty sensitive matters with, with great grace uh, you know, and it's really drawn us to you as a man. This is a dude that's doing uh, social media very well. Yeah. Um, and obviously, we see you interacting on all sorts of topics. 
uh, theological, practical, ethical, um, and uh, I, I'm just curious if you can give us a little inside baseball. Somebody maybe engages with you about something that's a little more serious, uh, not trying to pry too much. How do you handle that? How do you uh, – do you ever go offline with a person uh, in a private oh, yeah. message setting? Just you know, talk, talk to us about um, uh, that process a little. Yeah. I mean th- there are times when I have and I, I do have running conversations in the back um, with other so, – some of them are anons. Uh, some of them are just people who have asked me questions or – um, people who are new to Reformed theology and, and have questions, and I'm ha- happy to, to guide them as much as I can, or at least point them in the right direction. Um, but the, the, you know, the nature of Twitter is, you know, once you get about three tweets deep, you can tell if somebody really cares what you're saying <laughs> yeah. or if they're just trying to dog you. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, it doesn't take long, does it? Um, yeah, like on Facebook, would you see the thread that goes on for 16 pages? Um, you About start- Game of Thrones? Oh, wait, yeah. that, was, that was a few weeks ago. No. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. Dude, I, I, I think, man, we, 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 those poor dudes over at Popcorn Theology, man. So, I think- so here's the thing about Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, let's if, talk about it. If you're going to watch Game of Thrones, yep. tell no one. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. Same yeah. thing with Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, dude, you could create an anonymous account <laughs> and talk about those things through the anonymity of your handle. But, it's uh, not worth it. Yeah, it's not worth it because I've just I've seen the hammer that has come down on people, and 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 really, truly, I think rightly so. Uh huh. I mean, when Pornhub has to announce that they're pulling clips of Game of Thrones from their website. I think that should tell you what it is. Um, but, I mean, yeah, if you're, if you're going to watch it, just w- why, ugh, you know, you know what you're going to get into. Yeah. If You know, that's, again, the king is watching. Dude, and, I, and I have to tell you, perhaps one of the greatest things for us, Nathan, was mm-hmm. for maybe not even um, the same reasons, because we shared some of those in that podcast. I don't want to rehash all that, but... Um, it, I almost felt like I was wearing a suit of armor because that that raised a yeah a lot of ire out there in the web community, and just to be able to legit say, well, I've never watched it, right? I haven't watched it. You haven't watched it, right. and, we, and we both shared our reasons for that. Um, but yeah, there are times where I, I'll just say this: I, I'll move on from even Game of Thrones. Something will come up, and uh, it I can tell it's an electric issue where Christians are sharply divided. And I will be asked about my opinion on it. And I would, in my mind, I'm thinking, I might watch that show, but I'm thankful at this second in time that I have. Because it almost the moment you show your cards, if you have them to show, you Um, you, you can deepen it. Apparently, there is a service out there called VidAngel that will screen it all for you. So you can watch Game of Thrones that way. You'll you'll get about 15 minutes. (laughs) I used VidAngel. Well, I tinkered around with it because the guys on Popcorn Theology talk about it. At first, I thought it was – this has got to be illegal. But but if I understand it rightly, and you guys can can help me with this, it's not because it's illegal to tamper with something that you rent. Is that right? But this, if I if I have it right, if you you purchase it, I think it's like right. tw- it's like twenty dollars. 
which right. I, I guess legally gives you the right to put on your filters. Right. Because it becomes something that you own. Right. You and, own it. And then right at VidAngel, you sell it back. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. kind of the – I mean it's it's – it's a winsome way if people right. wanted that you sell it back for like nineteen dollars. Yeah. So yeah. you you've in effect rented it. Yeah. But the way they've done it avoids any, I guess, copyright infringement. I don't know that stuff. Yeah. Um. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But that's uh. Yeah. I'm trying to keep us from repeating our popcorn yeah, theology yeah, yeah. episode, you know, <laughs> yeah. and 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 keep us keep us uh keep us on track here. Um. You had mentioned Phil. I wanted to ask you. You had mentioned trolls. Um. Uh, and we've all encountered them at one place or another. Um, what, I mean, how do you handle them typically? Well, um, I, I, I try to have patience, Uh you know, I'll talk through them. I'll talk to them. And then there, there comes a point and it's different for every, every person I talk to where I'm like, I'm this, I'm think I'm talking to a wall. Yeah. I I think this is a bot and it's just, you know, spewing pre-recorded atheist i hate christian responses (laughs) and so at at that point you know uh i call in thor and he brings down the hammer (laughs) off to the band universe they go yes there there was just one guy speaking of trolls oh this is just so funny to me we got into a discussion about christianity some atheist in britain i think and i had him on the ropes I mean, because I attacked him presuppositionally, uh-huh. and I, I basically said, "Look, you're standing in midair. You're standing in midair, demanding that I hold you up." Mm-hmm. And he immediately turned from that course of action to attacking me as a person. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, "Okay, goodbye." And I banned him. And I look in on my ban list from time to time. Mm-hmm. Six hours later. He's still ranting at me. <laughs> wow. No, it gets better. A day later, he's still ranting at me. <laughs> Three days later, still going. Wow. Talking to other people about me. So other people have joined this conversation. So I'm getting other people pinging me. So I'm, you know, I'm blocking them as I go. Yeah. And uh, a week and a half later, still going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. And I my block list just exploded. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm just blocking all these internet atheists. Yeah. And um, Calvinist Vader ended up engaging him like months and months later. And I told him, I was like, dude, don't. Yeah. <laughs> Go yeah. to the store, buy a bottle of whiskey because yeah. you're going to need it after yeah. this. <laughs> and, dude, I mean, Agent Colson is able to, I mean, force field block far more than the average That's right. You know, guy on Twitter. So, I mean, if you were having trouble, wow. So, I mean, you, you tapped into some real vitriol out there. Um, yeah. yeah, it's amazing to me. I, I sometimes uh, just avoid, I, there's a certain topic. I'm, I don't even want to, I didn't want to go down the path Yeah, because mm-hmm. I'm going to get angry. Yeah. It's sort of like the few times I've been at home and for a dumb reason, I actually watched the view. Um, I'm like, <laughs> man, and I'm, I'm like so angry. And I got that empowerment. Right. Right. Exactly. exactly. And I'm watching this. I'm like, why did I watch this? Now I'm frustrated and you feel like you, you want to go stand on a street corner somewhere and just preach truth for the multitudes. And, uh, that would probably be a healthier way to, uh, to do it normally than what I, I actually do. And I feel that is a similar 
um, similar dynamic out there. And, and you know, you can kind of t- – it to me, it's just every teacher, thinker learns this. Um, it, it's sort of like uh, – it's a little bit of an overused cliche, but I generally, if I'm talking to somebody about Christ or, or faith in general, evangelizing, pre-evangelizing um, – and if they start dropping the "Is God so powerful that uh, He can you know make a rock so heavy He can't lift it?" that type of thing, yeah, I, I normally kind of okay, um, yeah. because I cannot believe there's anybody in hell who is man. If, if somebody could have just answered that question, for right? <laughs> yeah, I mean that that was the that final was the barrier. One. That was the barrier, man, that kept me from from the Lord. Uh, come on, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's it's such a nonsensical, yeah. cutesy kind of thing. So I think we we discern right, or we try to. Yeah. This guy's not interested, and then there's other people that have objections. They might be emotional. They might be antagonistic. But but there's a sense of no. But they really do want to hang in the discussion, yeah. and dialogue, and maybe they they need to vent that frustration because they're really hurting, or they're really just intellectually mm-hmm. tripped up over this issue. Um, and I don't know about you, I'll always stay in those conversations, but then there's that middle ground where sometimes you're not sure, Mm. you know, and, and then I bet we've all been in that spot where you realize, oh, I probably should have cut this off a while ago. (laughs) Um, but yeah. Yeah. And you know, I have a question too, um, just throwing out for y'all's consideration, um, you know, Greg, Phil and, and our listening audience, is it worth it to even engage in uh, hot topics, mm-hmm. using our term, Greg, fireside topics, yeah. uh, in in an open forum like that. I mean, is that something that's worth doing? Because in all reality, you're trying to have a serious discussion via you know typing with this person that other people are now coming in and interjecting. And for me, I find it very difficult to then you know stop this one-on-one conversation that I'm having and not Mm -hmm. go back and interact with all the threads that are going on too. Is it more prudent? uh, And and I found this personally to just, if if I'm getting into a serious discussion with someone to, to stop replying to them and then go offline and say, Hey, I'd love to continue this Mm -hmm. in a private chat, private message, but I don't think we're going to get anywhere with all these people responding. I have no interest in responding to them. Um, and, and so if we want to continue this, let's go offline. And if not, then that's fine too. I mean, what what are you guys thoughts on that? It really depends on the subject. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, if, if it's a subject that, hey, this this discussion can be edifying for the for the larger people watching, I'll have it. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's not, um, sometimes I'll, I'll just kind of squash it with, you know, with a comment, you know, that just kind of ties it up real neat in the first tweet. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's other things where I've, I've had people tweet at me before then I just kind of, oh. La la la. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 It is true. When you, it's almost like I view them as barnacles that get stuck to the boat. You know, you're, 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 you're on a journey, right? And you're, and there's one guy with you and you're, and then all these things kind of get caught up on the boat. Yeah. Man, what do I do here? Do I address these guys? And you really just want to have this, this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I do think the topic, uh, topic depends. It reminds me, some guys, 
uh, and gals, I'm sure, on in the social media world remind me. Of, do you know what I mean by this? And I'm sure we've all done it. So I, I got to be careful not to say those people because I, I, well, I know I've done it. And then when I realized I was doing it by the grace of God, I thought, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And what that is is you're in a classroom setting, sometimes maybe a, a learning setting with a teacher. It could be in church or college, school, somewhere. And you know what I mean by this? There's a question. The hand goes up and you ask a question, which might as well be, hey, I have an insight that I want to share and impress people with. So let me play Jeopardy and put it in the guise of a question. Something like, <laughs> um, uh, Professor, uh, do you think it's fair to say blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know, doesn't everybody hate that guy? <laughs> uh, where you're like, you had no interest. In actually engaging in a conversation, you right. wanted to kind of hey look at what I know or some. It's just so common. Yeah, um, there's there's two kinds of people who do that. Yeah, the people who, as you said, just kind of want to show off, mm-hmm. and the people who have heard that and actually want to get the guy's take on it. Uh, I, I fair, very fair. Mm-hmm. I so, mean, you get that more in a classroom setting. Agreed. Yeah, you know, um, and I and I. I went to college with both kinds of people. Yes. The hand went up and you're like, oh, goodness. Uh, I know. <laughs> you're like, here we Wake go. Wake me up when he's done. Yes. Yes. Here's, and then there's other people yeah. who, they, the, the, the question, the way they ask it, they ask it that way, but it is really insightful. Agreed. And it brings up a, you, you kind of think about it. You go, oh, well, I guess I haven't thought about it that way before. Yes. Yes. I think that's a great point. That is a critical distinction. When you want, hey, somebody has said this. It, it is a right. interesting insight. Your take, I agree. That is a different, different tact. Uh, sometimes it's just to, um, just to share, um, you know, something that I know or that I think I know. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, interesting. Hey, I uh, to shift gears on you. The episode I haven't listened to. I think you guys have what done seven or eight uh, Sinners League uh, uh, podcast. Phil, is that right? Yeah, I think we just finished episode eight. Let me uh, I think it's yeah, I think it's eight. And um, as you're looking for that, Phil, the one I listened to a week or so ago, knowing that you guys were coming on, I want to yeah, say eight. at the uh, eight. Uh, great, Chris, you got eight in the bank. So again, we're we're going to put that in the show notes. Yep. Encourage our listeners to go and uh, and check out the, uh, the really good work these guys are doing. Um, you guys did one that I heard probably two thirds of on evangelism that I thought was really good. Different approaches to evangelism. Um, that's a I won't bore the audience. That's a very relevant topic for me right now because of some conversations we're having in my extended family, where there mm-hmm. are believers and unbelievers mixed, and there's even some internal debate on how to go about sharing the gospel. Uh, you know, sort of uh, uh, interrogating type questions. Uh, versus testimonial styles of communication. Uh, talk to us a little bit about that, Phil, your sense on different ways to go about um, sharing the gospel today. Oh, I'm terrible at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can join you, brother. I, uh, I never know. I, I never do. I uh-huh. never know. You know, you can talk about the different theories, and then you're there, and you're just like, ah. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, it, you know, it, for me, it's just – I recently did a – worked at a uh, a booth for our church at a local fair. Uh-huh. 
And, you know, when you're in a situation like that, you got, you got, you know, 20 seconds, maybe, you know, a minute, if you can really hook them with something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's, and it's, and it's, it's wisdom because, you know, one guy came up to me and he told me that he was really jaded about his faith and, uh, proceeded to explain to me why and legit reasons, heartbroken over sick kids. And, you know, in, in, inside you're responding already, right? You know, but wisdom says, just shut your mouth and listen to the guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the only thing I said to him was, you know, I shook his hand. I said, I'll pray for you. And that that was the end of it. And two people later, somebody came and we had an extended discussion about what our church is all about. Hmm. You know, someone who had some kind of a church background. Yeah. Um, you know, I I tend to lean more into the area and whether that's wrong or right, I guess someone can tell me of you just be out there in the world. Mm -hmm. You just, you just be an ordinary Christian. Michael Horton, if you're listening, (laughs) ordinary by Michael Horton. Yeah. Just, just be an ordinary Christian and you know, God will bring those opportunities to you. Mm Mm-hmm. And it might be it, it might be on a plane where you're sitting next to a Mormon lady and you've got you've got an hour and so use your hour wisely. Yeah. Or or it could just be, you know, could be the guy you, you work with who, you know, at some point says, you know, I noticed that you you don't curse like everyone else. You don't joke around like everybody else. What's up with that? Yeah. And then you say, Hey, let's go let's go have a let's go have a pint and, and talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a um, fascinating topic to me for several reasons uh, right now. Is I, I, I am a firm believer that this election, national election, perhaps more than, than any other, gives us a tremendous opportunity. There's so much discontentment uh, with, with both candidates from a number of camps, obviously. Yeah. There, mm-hmm. there are people that think Hillary is um, – is too liberal. Some in in her party think she's too conservative. Uh, right. Trump. Uh, well, boy, I, we'd be here all night. You know, I mean, we we we, we go on and yeah. Is make, there a good list for Trump? <laughs> right. I'm just gonna say. Notice, Trump, I'm like, uh, I don't know what to do with that one. Um, so you know, to me, is there a better time when there is, there is discontentment uh, among so many people that are jaded, frustrated? I mean, it almost forces the issues. You know, to, to I found it natural to just talk to people about societal problems. You know, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And most people, it's probably safe to say, I don't know if anybody's putting a whole lot of hope on whoever our next president is to solve yeah. things. Yeah. Um, so we've been having these conversations in our family because, as I said, in, in my extended family, a uh, number of unbelievers uh, right. that are kind of over the political landscape as well. Um, and so, you know, we, we've been having some conversations around our home table, like, uh, is there a time where you just go proclamation blunt, um, you know, and, and then is there a time where you just kind of ask probing questions and, you know, what do you think about this? What do you um, I think about that? But I, that was uh, a neat episode you guys did. And I, I um, love just that. Yeah, I love that idea, that ordinary idea. Um, yeah, and Horton, you know, has written on that. Possibly in response to another book, but I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> What's the opposite of ordinary? Anyway, um, <laughs> they um, uh, the just be I like it being in the world. 
going about your business. You know, yeah. a- along with that, just some, you know, I don't know if you had this experience when you guys were in college, but I went to a college where there were a lot of extremes of if you're not about my issue, you're a bad person. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever encountered that. <laughs> oh, sure. And, you know, just the pressure <laughs> that gets put on you. And I'm we read that book for, for a men's group. Yeah. And I'm just reading through this. I'm like, were you watching me in college? Wow. This is exactly how I felt. Just wow. This incredible pressure to – you know, hey, I've got five bucks in the car. Let's go save Belize or right. know, something easy like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, at my former church, Phil, um, this this is right before I got there. But there was a young lady who was passionately pro life. Praise God. I mean, who's gonna who's gonna argue with that? Um, she had a vision. Uh, I don't mean a charismatic vision. I mean an idea. I should say. That uh, she felt very, very inclined. She wanted to uh, make a little, it was kind of a part cemetery, part garden. And it was tasteful, but she, she wanted to uh, have some tombstones in it, kind of in front of the church, dedicated to unborn children. Mm. So, um, you know, the elders talked about it. I, I came at the very tail end of this. And uh, she wrote up a very formal proposal. And, um, you know, this is something uh, she was from your part of the world, Nathan, uh, uh-huh. up there, kind of New Hampshire, thereabouts. Uh, and uh, this is something that her church uh, had allowed her to do, something mm-hmm. very similar. And it was kind of part of their core DNA and something they felt very passionate to do. Explained all that to us. We, we met with her, uh, affirmed her desire, um, affirmed her passion and we meant it, you know, and said that we all feel the same way. And we invited her to consider why we were saying no. And we were balancing that with some other things. You know, we, we, we are very eager to see more and more unbelieving unchurched people come into our church, hear about Christ. Mm -hmm. We had reasons for not wanting that as the first thing people see. Yeah. And no matter how much, Phil, we tried to explain that and appeal, it was just seen by her, oh, so you guys aren't really pro-life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we're like, no, we are pro-life. We just – we don't have that exact same uh, method. We, we don't feel as excited about the method. We're not, we're not criticizing it. We're not saying you have a terrible idea. Here's the reason that we don't want right. to do it. And no matter how much we tried to appeal to this young lady, mm-hmm. um, she ended up in another church because um, she – and the word was, yeah, that church down the road isn't really pro-life. Mm-hmm. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I thought, oh. You know, and at times you, you get very frustrated. You, yeah. you want to get, uh, you know, uh, uh, sarcastic to make the point. Right. You know, oh, that's right. We 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 don't care at all about the unborn. Yeah. We we hope that there's more abortions, and we hope that these things take take you know over. And you know, it's just that sense that she had a uh, <clears throat> a radical idea. That's where you needed an anonymous Twitter account. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I will say, and, and no matter, you know, I, I wish we could get to the point. We affirm that passion. Yeah, but I. I do I have to have the same right. approach? Do I have to right. to join you on this march on this particular day? Right. Or like you said, uh, Phil, or I'm a horrible, evil person. Right. Um, 
Yeah, love the comment there on ordinariness. Yeah, and there, there's a sense too. I mean, how many times do petitions go around to sign for things? And uh-huh. you know, I, it's funny because I used to. I used to get so guilt-ridden because my family loves sending around petitions from Focus on the Family and stuff uh-huh. like that. And yeah. I used to feel like, man, you know, I, I should just sign this thing. And then I, I was just like, why? Mm-hmm. To me, I, again, looking at the way our system of government currently works and operates, yeah, it doesn't matter if you get – Four million people to sign this petition. The people who are in charge of the country right now, they are passing laws and making decisions that are in their interest and what they want to do. I don't say that bitterly. I don't say that as someone who's fed up and frustrated with the system. I say that as someone who I I think just very, very realistically is looking at the way our government is right now. Um, and, and so to me, you know, and Greg, you and I have talked about this so much. I just politically am very disinterested in what's going on. Sure. I don't think a petition is going to change it. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I think I have a better chance of changing it if I'm in my room down on my knees praying. Mm-hmm. And that's not to minimalize those people who are going around and signing petitions. Right. But I, I, to me, I, I was getting, you know, five or six of them a week and it was just, it was getting tedious yeah and it, it kind of reminds me dude of those you see them sometimes an email or a facebook thing forward this to 10 yeah. people if you love jesus i was just thinking about yeah. it. Yeah, i'm yeah. like no yeah i'm not doing it i don't love jesus yeah, yeah that's that's what it is it's like so if i don't forward this yeah i don't love jesus right because email the person back yeah. and say that yeah. I don't love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do now? The next morning, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would make for an awkward Sunday experience, wouldn't it? It's, it's just, and again, it's people, they're passionate. I, yeah. you, do, you affirm the passion. Yeah. But I mean, I, I'm always uncomfortable. Yeah. When, I mean, there's that rebellious side in me. Um, even in a more contemporary church, you know, I, we talk to our worship leaders. And I'd say for the most part, they don't do it. Maybe the occasional guest. Please don't say, everybody put your hands up. Yeah. But no, don't. Please don't tell me to do that because I... I, I won't. I, I, yeah, if anything, my inner rebel, yeah. which was probably not something I want to nurture, is tempted to come out there and fold my hands and, 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 and that sort of thing. From the standpoint of, we have to be cautious urging people to do things that the scripture... Yeah is not speaking yeah. in that you know that moment. Now, if I tell people, I can authoritatively tell people, forgive the person who's offended right. you. Love that brother who is difficult to put up. Because I have no doubt what the Bible is 24 hours a day saying yeah. to that person. But yeah, I don't think it's telling me to forward the, the kitten uh, wearing the <laughs> I love Jesus sweater, um, you know, or following Jesus is a... Right. Is a uh, I can't think of a cat cliche. Um, <laughs> see, we should we should we should stop the tape right now, Phil. Put in something really really good, uh, but I just can't think of it, man. Um, oh, guys, this has been um, this has been awesome, Phil. Thank you so much for joining us. Dude, we are. Is, oh my goodness, is the hour up? Yeah, already? I can't believe yeah, that felt are. like ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, this has been great. Man. Really good discussion and topic. Um, Phil, great insights. And, uh, you know, like Greg said, we're just, we're going to go ahead and um, throw the links to your podcast yep. up there. Um, and then uh, please let us know when you uh, start the new one on church history uh, so that we can make sure we get that out there to Absolutely. people as well. Absolutely. Excited about that one, Phil. 
So we're going to go ahead and sign off, gentlemen. We just rocked the Casbah. Marvel style. These go to 11.